And there's also the factor you might be so goddamn wealthy in five years that you can just put a can of gas into it and just light it up and watch it burn while you film it for YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, comrades, welcome to episode two of the Quamfi Show. Interesting times. ETFs are live. Market is back on its ass. All <laughs> the bears are out of their caves again. All the bulls are back to the stables. Um, disaster struck. The self-fulfilling prophecy has prevailed again, maybe. Um, expectations met not met regardless a lot of people are still very disappointed um where do we go from here i don't know um i still believe in some way shape or form we're going up um the bull market is literally inevitable it will have to come sometime because the economy needs it in a way right and then we're not just talking crypto um but when that will happen how it will happen um we we, we do not know and i think um we're, we're not gonna go too deep in that on on this episode what is interesting is that whenever price goes down people start noticing the details again right we're no longer interested in which coin goes up and why ours is not. No, we are focusing on what the team is doing wrong um, and why. Um, as a result, I decided uh, to leave Quamfi Lounge, leave the Dutch groups, leave almost every group except for Count Shield um, and some of the more smaller, more intimate groups. Um, because I just got exhausted from everybody's short-term memory and um, endless, in my mind, complaining about everything that is not going right, while everything, in my opinion, is actually getting more tangible and better to a degree. And I'm not talking price. Um, price will follow. So we'll be having a look today at um, what is the team doing, right? What are the communications? Um, where is this all heading? What has been uh, published the last couple of weeks? Um, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take it there and then we'll see how we uh, digress as we do with the Quamfi show. And, um, Tim, good yeah. to have you here. Yeah, how are you doing, man? Uh, I don't know, a little bit confused. I think a bit overwhelmed. I think overwhelmed is, is the right description to describe my current state of mind. Um, going all over the place. Uh, that's mainly because I'm well, in the process of starting to buy well, my own property, my own house. And that's when you start doing visits to apartments. You uh, start doing the inquiries. You start um, sorting out your personal finances. Uh, well, everyone must be quite familiar with this process. And then um, one of the main uh, questions that you also have is how much 
of your own money do you need to bring in? And um, it will not necessarily be a surprise that Q&T is part of my own money, right? So it's part of my part of the sum that I can bring in. And uh, I've dedicated uh, a certain part of my portfolio for this task. And then it's kind of depressing to see uh, Q&T at like 140 euros around the first week uh, of January. And now we're in the third week. <laughs> and it's at 95 euros again. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I've dealt, we've all dealt with these kind of price, price movements. But at the moment, those funny little numbers on your screen start meaning that you can actually change the bathroom or a kitchen or you can buy a nice TV. Like Yarno is this huge unit in his house. You know, that it actually starts uh, converting to actual material stuff that you can actually buy and, and, and use. That is kind of more difficult, I guess, because I've become quite numb to any kind of price action. But at this stage, I'm getting uh, not necessarily emotional, but it does start to affect my my state of my peace of mind, if it makes yeah. any sense. It's not that I'm overexposed because um, this is a long -term, term strategy that I am in. It's this piece of uh, game of chess, in a way. Yeah. I've thought of every move, and I'm still prepared for every move that will happen. But it's still kind of depressing when you set a sell order at 140 euros. It, it misses it by like two euros and now it's like 95. Uh, it's a form of anxiety, right? I, I it is a form of anxiety. Absolutely. I, I, I think if we look at the amount of money that we both will, will need for our, let, let's say our expansion plans for this year, right? I want to upgrade my garden and maybe the, um, the, the, the thing on my house. Um, it's, 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 Gonna be close to six figures, right? Well, what, That's what, an insane what amount of money. What, what we need, and yes, there are some QT that are going to have to die for that, probably. But yeah, if then QT loses like thirty percent of its value um, in a couple of uh, weeks, and you see <sighs> just a third of your entire all net worth just evaporating, that that yeah. kind of hits you, and it, it, it's never. And it's interesting because the other way around, we've also seen the pump pumps upwards. Yeah. They don't really affect you because it can always get more and more and more. But once it starts going the other way, you start noticing the details again. And, and that is exactly what you just described. And uh, to yeah. add to that, that's not necessarily about me, but I was in the Pomfi Lounge. I barely engaged in the Pomfi Lounge. I mean, I, I scrolled through it. It's usually the same stuff. But I think it was Dr. Poppers bringing that, bringing that up earlier today. That once the market sentiment shifts in a negative direction, people start noticing the details. And today's discussion was was no exception, really. Uh, so it's kind of really interesting that you bring up that point. But how are you? I was talking about myself quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, yeah, doing uh, doing well, well enough. Like I said, the I mean the the problem is is not necessarily the finances. It's it's the factor of time. Yeah, a, a sense of a sense of urgency, right? We had we have we have plans still um, to get our garden squared away uh, before June, preferably, right? Um, so that's five months. Um, I think everything is still looking better, but we still need to see the price action to go along with this, um, and it is a big difference. 
if you yeah. need, let's say, six figures, um, whether you can sell one unit for 90 or for 150. Yep. Even now for the math psychologically and, and four or five months is a long ass time. Yeah. But at, at a certain point, decisions need to get made. Um, and, and on the one hand, I, I'd say, okay, maybe I'd like to have more fiat on the back end. And, and, and that is true to a degree. Um, but fiat on the back end, does it make you money? Right. And and we are both not yet at the stage of wealth where we are more risk averse, right? Where if yeah, you made yeah. your wealth, then you can be more risk averse, a little bit more strategic, and 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 just settle for uh, steady incremental gains rather than the uh, exponential gains. Which which changes things a lot, but um, yeah. So there's a little bit of quote unquote anxiety there. I mean, yeah, we have agreed to nothing. If 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 Quan proceeds to go back to forty, it will not. If it does, we can still like ah eh, okay, motherfucker. Yeah, we had this all nice little plan for a garden. Um, we're just not going to right now. Yeah. Which, which think, is not oh, not a dis- which is not a disaster, but it's not ideal. I will not pull the trigger on my fucking garden to to, to get it redecorated if quant is below a hundred because that would just be there's no point. Waste right? of yeah, waste of potential capital. I think. And yes, I kind of really see i think it's kind of interesting at the beginning of the year we we well, first episode we made the prediction we was going to pull the trigger first on, on the selling and and the lower the price goes the more critical it gets right in, in this direction but you mentioned the fact that there's this kind of anxiety right and this feeling of urgency here and i feel it uh, and with you it's 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 not i think your case is a little bit less like less profound yeah of, yeah, it's like an investment uh, to an already existing situation. And for yeah. me, it's like the first step on the housing market, which is... Yeah, you need to get the fuck out of your parents' place. <laughs> yes. But there's not that, Psychologically. There's no, yes, but there's no real sense of urgency because the longer no, no, no. I wait, the more financially stable I'll become in the future, if that makes any sense, right? But the problem yeah. then is like... This is a housing market, at least here in the Netherlands, I think for most people listening to this... You'll probably feel familiar because I feel like we're in a housing crisis all around the world. <laughs> uh, not necessarily because of a lack of space, because it, it, it's a financial crisis, right? It, it, it's uh, triggered by interest rates and, and the financial situation of the world. Um, but I do have this feeling here that I need to strike at some points, right? Because really, you're looking for a gem, but that gem will not, there, there, will, there will be a limited space of time. Yeah. Right, and because you're searching in a certain, um, you have this this, um, this window, right, of like financial possibilities, what you can, what you were willing to invest, and you have a, a closing window in terms of time because there won't be a lot of time to make the proper decisions, which kind of makes it difficult to to really plan this properly. I mean, sure, I can wait, 
uh, will become easier. But I might also miss out on potential opportunities. If it makes any sense. So you need to be active in this market. But that's... I feel overwhelmed. Uh, just to put it, put it shortly. There's, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of potential decisions that you can make. And every decision yeah. can turn out really well. But it can also, in hindsight, be a really bad decision. It's yeah, kind of especially like, in housing, right? There are so, so many variables that you need there are, to yeah. account. And... And, and there's a lot of people you need to trust. And especially if you're like a first time um, aspiring homeowner. Um, I mean, if you think crypto is daunting, well, good luck buying a fucking house. Especially if you get a, get an apartment and you have this um, owners, how do you call that? Um, yeah, homeowners association, I, th I think. Uh, that, corporation of owners. The, yeah. that, that's the thing. And there's all these constructions and costs that are um, hidden. hidden. Hidden costs, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's also um, a very asymmetrical market because yeah. you will always have the people who are, you can hire an expert and they will they will probably have more information, but they, they might not, that doesn't guarantee you that they will have the best insights into the market itself, right? Because they, they still want to sell you a house. So they will always be a little bit biased. Hey, you probably should buy it because then I earn money. And, and, and that's the thing. It's a very asymmetrical market. You don't have all the information available to you. You know that there are other parties which have also pieces of information. Um, that makes it pretty difficult in combination with a uh, speculative uh, investment strategy that I take yeah. with crypto. <laughs> so yeah, that, it, it, there's a ton of information and I feel overwhelmed. That, that's the thing. Yeah. And it's... It will probably crystallize and I will, well, I will, it's a game of chess for me. I, I will take my time. I will take a rational decision. Uh, but that rational decision will still not be necessarily favorable for me. I might end up making a bad decision, but I will only notice as time progresses. You just no. don't know up front. That, that's the thing. No, no, no. Eventually you have to pull the trigger. But if, if, yeah. if markets are uh, are down, they are right now. Um, and there's also it puts this your, it puts uh, everything in perspective right <laughs> yeah yeah and then okay the final point about this and it's also I think you have two separated rules especially in, in our case where we do can bring in our own capital uh, you have a lot of people who can barely bring in any capital so they have to do it with their uh, mortgage and uh, just bring in a little bit of money and that's usually their entire bank account and for us oh. it's like um without going into any details um, necessarily. But for people listening to this show, it's it's usually uh, a part of your portfolio that you that you invest, uh, but you simply allocate in a different asset instead of crypto or stocks. It's, you start investing it in a house. So you have a comfort of living, which is one thing, but you also have the investment part of it. And that makes it two-sided and difficult because can you, can you resell that house again? Uh, in a couple of years for profit, how does yeah. that work? You need to take all these things into preferably. You need to take all these things into yeah. consideration. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and th and there's also the factor you might be so goddamn wealthy in five years that you can just put a can of gas into it and just light it up and watch it burn while you film it for YouTube for your favorite Comfy Show channel. And just yeah. buy a new house outright. That's let's not let's not put me in prison because I, if I'm pouring down an apartment, I'll uh, 
probably sent me to prison. You can burn yeah, out your own apartment, can't you? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If you uh, cool the other uh, things, right? Let's not let's not go that way. Hey, uh, let's start talking. I think about the communication of the team because that that was something uh, that we've noticed, and we've brought this up sometimes earlier. But we just start noticing that there isn't really that much communication at this moment, mm. team wise. So maybe that's the next topic. Yeah, yeah. It's um, give me a sec. It, it it's a little bit of a thing, right? Whenever price goes down, um, as Tim said, we focus on the details again, um, and people start complaining. Team doesn't communicate, and and what is actually happening? What do we actually know? Um, which are two degree valid questions. Would be nice if people ask those questions while we're mooning, but it simply doesn't work that way. Um, let's it's price uh, go up, sir. Prices yeah. go up, so it's good investment, sir. Yeah. So, so what is the status of um, let's say let's call them the the big four that we have right here right now, right? So we have Quant Developers, Gilbert Ferdian, Andrew Carrier, and Sulene Justus. Um, Selene. Elaine Justice. <laughs> I, I think she's from Belgium. Sulana. Sulana. Sulana Justice. Anyway. Um, so what has been up with the communication, right? Well, we know we digested that. Uh, sorry. Um, not digested. Pulled that apart. Whatever. What? Uh, a couple of episodes back. I'm looking for the word for taking something apart. Yeah. It is oh, uh, dissect. Dissect, right? Dissected. Yes. Yeah. That's the word. We dissected um, their Telegram behavior a while back. Um, yeah, they, they haven't been online on Telegram since the start of, uh, start of last year. Yeah, so they have more than a year passed since their last communication on Telegram. Yeah, and... Um... We also notice, at least for Andrew, uh, that he hasn't really been on X anymore. So, like, he, uh, I think his last post dates from November last year. Uh, on November 1st, makes it really practical. <laughs> this great and... piece in the banker from Liz Lum finally pushed me over the line. I'm out of here. I'm on Blue Sky and LinkedIn if you want to connect there. Okay. So, he isn't, he's not there. And what does he write exactly? Liz doesn't live here anymore. And I think it has something to do with a critics a critic that is on, yeah. on X. Twitter opened so many doors for me and my career. It is a shame it doesn't exist anymore. Quote, I'm trying to show you the easy way, not the hard way. End quote. I said to my son, repeating a line my father said to me when I was a child. He promptly responded, quote, Mom, most people learn the hard way. That's how people learn, end quote. Despite being left speechless momentarily, I realized he was right. And some of the best and most enduring lessons I had learned throughout my life had been learned, quote unquote, the hard way. Okay, this is a very long ass piece. Um, and she's just talking about who Twitter, um, yeah, kind of lost its way, its identity. Um, and how it was nice while while it lasted. It's time to move on. Um, 
So yeah, Andrew. Oh, that's a long suit. piece. Yeah, yeah, it's a really long piece. It's a really. Long I think if, if we, te- I, I don't want to speak for someone else, but I do notice that there's a lot of critique on on Twitter. The, their for, for for what? I have not been following all that shit. It's kind of a it's kind of a complicated political discussion, but like there's barely any monitoring anymore. So you could say that their policy when Elon came in, he kind of cut out a lot of <laughs> of their employees. So it's really it was has always been a sewer, an open sewer, but it's it's gotten even worse. And and, and the amount of bullying that certain figures face uh, really pushed them out of uh, Twitter. Um, yeah. I don't want to go get too political, uh, but that is at least the argument that a lot of people make. And um, I don't really have an opinion on that because, well, it's politics and we don't really enter politics on this show. Um, but what I can say is that I do see people leaving Twitter. And um, it, for me, it uh, at least raises the, the question, how does that affect, and that's something we should address here, uh, does that address the, the way that, that Quant engages uh, with us, the community? So will they leave Twitter behind? Uh, and will they search for new channels? Because, well, for us, Twitter is a really valuable platform uh, because it's used by mo- most people in the space uh, where they share information and where we can get an insight into what they're doing. I, I think but it's if- the biggest... I think it's the biggest Achilles of the space. I think Twitter... It's 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 literally the wild fucking west. Yeah, it, of, it definitely of, of, is. Of finances, yeah. I mean, manipulation, um, misinformation, everything. I mean, we, we are all right, all so insecure, and we are all so doubtful because we are so fearful about our investments, about the space we are in. We are also very fearful about you. And about you. Because we don't know you, but we know how you are. And we know what you do. Because we know what we do when we panic. You start looking at all of us, seeing how they react. And that is exactly how there is value in hacking a Gary Gensler fucking Twitter account. Because yeah. you can literally manipulate the children in the playground, yes, that is us, into thinking that something is happening while it is not. Because we will react before we assess, think, etc. Right. Yeah. So we're in this with a lot of money. So Twitter devolved into this, you know, how do you say? back alley um, type of playground where all these gangs roam free um, trying to scare people out of out of their money and yes there's a couple of people sharing good information but even the good information gets trampled on yeah graffiti and and bullshit and rumors yeah, and, and and then there's the people that were good good people and spread good information, and 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 then they start becoming crack dealers because Elon pays them to sling his crack and and God knows what else. 
This yeah, is all metaphor, uh, right? This is yeah, 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 yeah. It, you know, it's not letting you so crack, but uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I don't, I don't want to interrupt. People lose, people lose their soul, right? People lose their soul here, and 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 people lose faith, and because people lose faith, um, we 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 show the worst, and Twitter makes the worst in people. Oh yeah, for sure. Even worse, if that's even possible. So. And Crypto would be better off, I think, if we were not all just zoomed in on Twitter. I'm, I'm looking here, Netherlands Trends, reward program. Oh, airdrop. I think, I think that's personalized oh, for us. Ripple. Oh, I don't I don't care. It's still it's there. It's it's being being projected to me. Westland, I don't care for that. I don't give a shit about Malou, Sarat, Dolph, David. Ugalda, I have no fucking clue who these people are. I think that's. We don't... I think all of all of those things. Um, best of is obviously something in the news, so that that's yeah. an actual oh, topic it... that's being. Is that so? Yeah, yeah. That's not enter politics, but that is something <laughs> that's happening in the news right now. So that's an actual. Uh, that's an actual hashtag that is being used. That's trending. I have no clue who David is. I have no clue who did Dolph. Uh, Dolph might be person here but i think a lot of these hashtags that we see are just bots those air yeah, exactly. things those are yeah, bots yeah. those reward yeah, programs those are bots yeah. that's it's what all I mean. those bots accounts yeah 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 it's um oh for sure and i think what, what we see and, and what we've already been seeing in the past years even before elon took took over um it's just this 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 riot that's going on, or this war on crypto Twitter between all these communities, and and, and the amount of misinformation that's going doing the rounds. Quant started blocking everyone on Twitter, right? So they you cannot not blocking, but like limiting them from reacting to posts. So you, you cannot really engage with Quant content except for sharing it and liking it. But you can't comment. Yes. <laughs> If you looked at those posts from Quant, it, it, it was a, it was an open sewer, really. And what I think is that their entire communication parts will kind of slowly leave Twitter behind. I'm not sure. They might move to LinkedIn. They might move to other platforms. But that's at least what I think. Yeah. And it might well, be in an extension of this trend. But I'm not sure. We, we don't know for sure. We, we will see. Yeah, if we look now on Gilbert's uh, page, um, he uh, reposted January 17th, quant, de quant developers. Could this be the year of blockchain automation? Well, we have made it easier than ever. At make underscore HQ joins at Zapier and at OutSystems Forge in our automation suite. Have a look and show us what you built. Um, so Gilbert was there still. He is still active in a way, but he has, um, I think, disabled, if people can see what he's sharing or liking or stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can see it. No. And Gilbert also faced a lot of backlash on Twitter. It's Armenian background, for example. Uh, yeah, standpoint. and January 15, he made a post of his own uh, regarding the article that they wrote. 
which is which is nice. So he's not entirely gone. Um, no, no, then, no, for sure. He, and then it was there. December eleventh. Um, so they had a nice month of vacation, which is I say well deserved. Um, and then we have Sulana Justus. If you're seeing this, and I assumed wrong, I'm sorry. DM me. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Was, that. that was terrible. Um, Chief <laughs> of Curiosity, Product Marketer at Eager Learner. Um, five hours ago, global blockchain interoperability market size to exceed 1.98 billion by 2032. Um, yeah. Nice. So she posted five hours ago. And then six hours ago, there was a data breach. Now I'll put this in the description if you're interested. Um, there, There's a lot of data that was lost again in a, a very big um, hack. 26 billion records leaked. A uh, couple of uh, double digit terabytes, etc. Go check that out. Uh, yeah, I'll like it. You can also see it on our... Uh, on our X page. Um, and before that was December 12th. So I think it's safe to assume everybody went on vacation somewhere uh, December 11th, December 12th. Yeah. Good for them. Um, <laughs> and they uh, only came back recently. <laughs> yeah. So um, Quant Developers is the only official Quant labeled thing that is still. Um, Truly active on uh, on Twitter, I think. Um, January seventeenth is a pinned post. January twenty second, um, brain emoji. If we want to progress to a new world where decentralized technology plays a central role, we need to progress interoperability. Nice little quote. And before that, it was December fourth. Yeah, um, so it also seems to have been on vacation between uh, December 10th and yeah. last week. Hey, but uh, maybe we can uh, have a look at that article, or is that later planned later in the show? Uh, which one? The no, this one about Sapir. But if you scroll down, if you want to progress to new worlds, where no, 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 yeah, this article, but that's probably scheduled for later in the show. Uh, not necessarily. Oh, okay, maybe you can have a short look at this. Yeah, because so, this was posted uh, twenty on the twenty second of January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it reads: Inatpas joining forces for blockchain standardization event by Rachel Bach. 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 A U G H. Bach. Bach. Probably yeah. Bach. Yeah. Um. So post on the 24th um, begins with a quote. The standardization of blockchain technology will allow the industry to exercise compliance, remove fragmentation, and build consumer trust through a proven way of implementation, end quote. Those were the words of Fabrizia Benini from the European Commission kicked off. Those were the words that, oh, right, sorry. Those were the words <laughs> that Fabrizio Benini from the European Commission kicked off the fourth edition of the International Association for Trusted Blockchain Applications, joining forces standardization event with on <laughs> Tuesday, the 5th of December. 
Okay, that, so that was one sentence. I'm sorry I choked on that. <laughs> That's fascinating. Gilbert wrote this now. No, 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 um, it's not one sentence. Oh, this yeah, is one that, sentence. This is one sen oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Those were the words that Fabrizio Benini from the European Commission kicked off the fourth edition of the International Association for Trusted Blockchain Applications, joining forces for a blockchain standardization event with, and that's a comma, on Tuesday the 5th, December 2023. Oh, well, the, digital, yeah. the, the digital event consisting of a series of panels, fireside chats and presentations brought together blockchain industry leaders from across the world to address progress and ongoing challenges while highlighting the critical role of harmonized global standards in ensuring the widespread success of blockchain technology. The first panel was around the current state of digital and cryptographic asset standardization and highlighted that the unsynchronized standardization in the world is leading to parallel standards being built without any communication between key stakeholders. Charles Deville from the Ent Enterprise Ethereum Alliance said, standardization is what drives innovation. Regulation is a powerful driver to ensure that clear standards are developed, continue to evolve, and actually solve real-world problems. Um, I'm not going to go through this entire article. No, but the, the, the TLDR. Uh, a lot of things were said by a lot of people. Yeah, interoperability is important. And a lovely photo of the European Commission number. They, they, they literally just... It's like one of those old 2005-style pictures where they just kind of with photoshop they did just like cropped something around his hat and we're like yeah let's, let's do this it's not it even looks a, like this looks like a mugshot <laughs> a mugshot with a, with a different background that joke yeah, no, yeah. Uh, okay uh, let's see the next panel yeah so they're going through all the panels in this um luke riley moderated one of the panels Uninterruptibility. Um, looking at where we're at, Rafael Belgior, senior blockchain engineer at Black Demon, believes that we've seen great development on both semantic and technical layers. But even though the industry has semantic interoperability, they are not formally standardized. This is what creates fragmentation. The solution, in his opinion, is to have formalized standardization that can be used by most protocols. And then Luke delved, delved into this topic further, asking the panel if they believe that the lack of completed technical standards reflects a lack of maturity in the adoption of interoperability. And Pierre Marrow from the European Commission emphasized the importance of adhering to a widely adopted standard. He added, we have a way to go, but if we want to progress to a new world where decentralized technology plays a central role we need to progress interoperability. I think this is really, really powerful. Um, this yeah. just underscores how um, everybody sees what is actually going to matter. Yep. Um, oh, yes, I saw see another name we recognize. So one of the final panels looking at where DAT standards should go next brought together Monique Wagner from the INADPA and Thomas Harjono from MIT to discuss whether we should develop standards for policy expression that are machine readable. That are B machine readable. Ooh. Yeah. Hello. 
It's the same with the first fucking sentence. It is also missing a couple of commas. Thomas Arjano is in favor of this, as it helps to combat the complaints coming from regulators and, quote, close the gap between the language and concepts used by policymakers and developers, end quote, he added. We should look at developing a syntax language that allows regulators to express rules in a language that is humanly readable and consistent. From there, it can be expressed into a blockchain-specific implementation. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. That could indeed... Uh, just, okay, yeah, now, the closing <laughs> remarks... Yeah, are we going to read the final? Because you just had a, that. Oh, oh no. The closing... Oh, huh? Are you going to read it or am I going to read it? I want to read it for sure. But yeah, I'm just trying to interpret what's being said here, honestly. Uh, okay, but the closing remarks led by Ricardo Simus Simos from the Enapa provided the perfect synopsis of the topic, topics covered during the course of the day. He concluded the industry needs to accelerate the development of standards whilst ensuring there is true communication and collaboration that will help to build trust and enable interoperability. We will continue to build this ecosystem one block at a time. So TLDR, lots of things said about interoperability by a lot of different people. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of policymakers, right? And a lot of people that are actually yes. um, on a uh, soapbox, actually speaking to people that are actually listening. Right? Yeah, um, exactly. And um, Thought leaders, think, innovators. Yeah, and I think it's great that, I mean, this is not a new trend, obviously, um, but it's great that people start, at least in positions of power and in positions where policy is being developed, understands the importance of interoperability and the fact that Quant has really maneuvered itself in these circles. Uh, the, the, the people talking here on stage, being on that soapbox, are the ones working for Quant. It's literally uh, Google selling people the idea that you need a search engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might want to have a tool which you can use to search the entire internet. It might be very helpful yeah. if you need something. All, all, all these events and know. things are all nice, but when when tweet, we have these. We have we have this product that can help you with it. You might want to use it. That's exactly what's happening. But yeah, um, it's it's nice. And uh, Rachel uh, Boff, you 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 need to check your. Uh, your article again because it, yeah hey uh next topic um where are we going are we going to look at our portfolio or is that too early in the show no Ooh, i see coin gecko yeah let's oh, show look uh -oh. at the coin gecko there we go bitcoin is at thirty six thousand euros um if we look at the seven day it's down only if we look at What's the sir? one month ETF. Yeah, that was here. Oh, oh, that was the ETF. Yeah, 44K-ish. And now we're back to 36. Oh, no. Yeah. So, the uh, horror. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> if we look at the rest of the markets, um, last... lot bad. Yeah, last seven days. BTC down 10%. Ethereum down 15 
BNB down to six, Solana down 16, 12% down for XRP, XRP below 50 cents again, euros. Good thing they have inflation or they would have been out of the top 10 already. Um, yeah, so scrolling down, Polkadot minus 70%, AVEX minus 18 on the week. Polygon, 16% down on the week. Uniswap down, 16% on the week. And then all the way at position number 50, 90, 49. 49, 49 we have Quant down 12.4% on the week. Yeah. And BitTensor Tau up 5%. So um, it is indeed a bloodbath. Um, let's oh. have a, a look. And our portfolios. Sorry, yes. I really I I interrupt you too much this episode. No, no worries, no worries. Tim is uh, is doing well. Tim is right now. Uh, we started off with like ten k. Um, he is totally down fourteen point three six percent. Um, already swap is up. Orca is up. BitTensor is up on the week. Um. Vector space is even up on the 24 hours, same as BitTensor. Um, but Uniswap, Chainlink, Vector Space, Ampleforth, and Bonk are all down. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Orca is also down. I'm really sad about that. Free Willy isn't as free anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the total profit loss is, uh, well, it's not that bad. He's 21% down on Uniswap. 27% down on VXV, 26% down on Bonk, and 18% on Orca. It's probably not as bad as my portfolio. Let's have a look. There we go. Da -da -da -da. Our portfolio is down oh. 3,708. And that's because check D is down, uh, well, 26% on the week. Um on the seven day, Neon is up 5.7, BitTensor is up 4.2. But Neon from beginning to end is down half, 50%. And Check D is down 4%, while BitTensor is up a meager 0.65. Um, so, yeah, um, crazy times. Um, yeah. Lost 36% of my portfolio. It's uh, twice as much as uh, Tim has a uh, shitcoin portfolio right now. This isn't too terrible. If you, I think last week we did a checkup on the Dutch show, and yeah. the numbers were comparable. I, I think we had similar numbers a week ago. So it's not that it bad. It, it really this is an argument. Bad. This is an argument for diversification. But yeah. I think that when. Um, Everybody has uh, found their testicles again, or their ovaries, whatever you want to call it. Um, ovaries. Then the diversification could start to work against um, against the profits, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see, right? Um, cherry picking. Um, high risk, high reward. Assets puts a lot of responsibility on, on the investor. Um, that's one of the reasons why ETFs are uh, a good idea 
for for novice investors, right? You expose yourself um, to a lot of different assets, a lot of different uh, geographical locations, different markets, blah blah yep. blah. Basically, um, to the I, entire world economy, you just assume that the entire world economy is going to grow over time. It, depending on which ETF you pick, not every ETF is the same. You can always see that. Um, in my Fair opinion, enough, but, but still, like it, you tend to follow the general line, and the general line is historically has always been up. And if not, you, if you buy an ETF that only tracks um, the the top tech stocks, or if you track an ETF that only does guns. But or... that, but there you already go. Right? You, you, then you select some. You start cherry picking a certain sector. Do you have any idea how many ETFs there are? Do you have any idea how many different ones, um, and 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 how different the costs are? So... Oh, oh, for sure. There will be many choices and flavors. Um, uh... But in general, with, with ETF investing and with uh, diversification, <laughs> I think in general you want to track. Uh, you want to have exposure to as many things as possible. You, you want to do it broadly, I think. But that's that's once again the the, the, the difference between cherry picking or going for diversification. Anyways, yeah. it, it it seems to work for me, although I have no clue what I'm doing. Uh, OrdiSwap apparently is doing really well. I just picked it up on Telegram because someone said, "Hey, OrdiSwap should buy it." I didn't buy it in reality. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> uh, and, and the rest is down. But yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It happens, I guess. We'll see how this develops over time. If we will actually make a profit once we go towards Valentine's Day during the next episode. Uh, that might be a bit oh, early. Valentine's Day then? No. no. No, no, It will be like the 8th, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Do we want to go to another article? How long are we in, in the recording? We are in for 45 minutes currently. Oh man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, we could also just call it an episode. Um, yeah, if sh we shall do we not call necessarily... it? Yeah, I mean, if we do not necessarily have anything more fundamentally to share <laughs> with our listeners, then there's no point of going <laughs> and going and going. I feel like we, yeah. we kind of touched up on everything. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, we do have this article from Gilbert, Blockchain in 2024, the year of institutional adoption. Do we want to dive yeah. in there real yeah, quick? We, yeah, we might also just want to put it in the description and just point out that Gilbert uh, did. Yeah, there was an article, January 15th. Um, it's his projections for this year. And... Um, he says, success depends on security, compliance, and trust. Um, CBDCs will be here. There are 113 countries and all the G20s um, in executional, uh, sorry, in uh, explorative phases or advanced phases uh, of development. Programmable payments are what make everything very interesting. It removes a lot of overhead, a lot of friction. Um, he's explicitly calling JPM Onyx and Siemens. Once again, this is not the first time. Um, as examples from the industry, um, 
JP Morgan has been adding programmability to payments. We can expect to see more banks harnessing the power of this technology in 2024. Uh, this is a very, very interesting uh, announcement to me. Um, he's talking about FTX collapse, Binance um, being on the chopping block, CC falling on his sword, uh, MICA being implemented. Blockchain Business Council um, speaking about technological standards bodies being implemented. ISO TC307 um, being in a leading position, uh, doing a lot of things, which is nice. Um, he's talking about crypto ransom attacks, right? $449 million in the first half of 2023. This is all an argument for getting on board with quant um in 2024 the blockchain industry will experience a new era of maturity uh tighter regulations more institutional adoption um they need quant you need quant by quant uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh those but that it's... can achieve this will be the ones who reap the benefits of this technology in 2024 and beyond Beyond, yeah. Uh, but Gilbert's Beyond. still here. He's still doing his predictions. He's still spreading the narrative, and so are we. So, if you enjoyed this briefer episode than usual, uh, make sure to drop us a follow, uh, subscribe, um, like this, and spread awareness. You might be want to share this with your friends or your family or your colleague who is also trying to. Uh, I don't know. Wreck himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He needs uh, some already swab dog. Yeah. Here, exactly. Come get uh, some. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, just do as a you might want to do us a favor and and think of that. And uh I don't necessarily have anything more to to say this week. It's kind of a depressing week. Uh, sentiment is down, or sentiment is uh yeah, just a bit overwhelmed, as I said before. Lots of things to consider, lots of things to think about. Um, yeah. And, oh, yeah, Damien's yeah. birthday is tomorrow. My oh. son will turn two tomorrow. Congratulations. I saw Leona walking with balloons. I was like, wait, I there was something. <laughs> I remember uh, when your son was born, actually. That was one of the first, during one of the first shows, we started probably two years ago and that's was in the at the point that we started to do the english episode as well that was around this time amazing how far we've uh, come and how fast time is going yeah how much things we uh experienced at least it's, it's going so fast and um just start learning from experience because i felt today i felt the exact same as i felt in the past once the market goes against you you need money, or at least you have this ur sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things don't really change, do they? Well, not yet. I will continue making these episodes until we can record one together on our yachts. Yeah. 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 Uh, it will be a long time from now. <laughs> or will it? Be, uh, or will it? Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. 
Hey, um, see you in two weeks. let's finish this up. See you in two weeks. We'll be there. Uh, stay comfy. Stay comfy.